Challenger. Ready. Gladiator. Ready. Sorry. Welcome to episode 18 of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast brought to you this week as always by MGA Traffic. Traffic, transport and waste. MGA Traffic. That's right, isn't it? It is. I'm waiting for some something stupid to no, come No, no, that's what I thought I'd, I'd surprise and delight. Oh. With some accuracy. Yeah. Okay. Just cool. for a change. Yeah. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, right? That's, right. that's the first, that's the one and only piece of accuracy you'll get from me all night. I'm shutting up shop. <laughs> or all season. <laughs> What we got uh, this week to start us off? Anyone seen any movies? Anyone watched anything? Um, That's usually where we start. I got a mutt. Oh. Apropos of nothing else. Yep. I was gifted for Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the uh, fathers. Father's out Day there. is not a real thing. It, it was real on Sunday. It was real on Sunday. It's not a real thing. Father's Day and Mother's Day. For those are of us, fabricated. us responsible parents, you're going like Hallmark cards. They're, Valentine's Day. Father's Day, Mother's Day, etc. Are fabricated days to get you to the shops. To buy stuff. Because they need something between Christmases and birthdays. I don't want anything. I, want, I just It's want a commercial a, day. A card made by my children. No, that's fine. But people feel the need to like, oh, I've got to go buy something. Oh, I've got to go, I've got to get a present. And it's just a random day. You would have done Mother's Day stalls and Father's Day stalls at school? You? Yeah, before I realised it was a sham. <laughs> but it's not a sham when it's at school. Yeah. As you say, when you're, it's a complete 20, sham when when it's you're 25 years of age and you feel obligated Sean, to be able to buy a present. Nine-year-old Sean going... I'm not going to that Mother's Day fucking stall this year. No way. Arguably, at school, you're I'm keeping this five bucks. School, <laughs> you're oblivious to it, but it's at its most shambolic at school. My mum's not getting this popular. Eh? Yeah. I'd always buy a fern for some reason. <laughs> I always thought my mother would love a fern. She seems like the sort. She's like a fern type. <laughs> hey, what'd you get? Yeah, what happened? I'm sorry to dice. Uh, my wife. Yeah. Supposedly, I'm not her. Shout out to Kelly. <laughs> Shout out to Kelly. <laughs> She bought me a masterclass, which is uh, which is great. A uh, a masterclass, it's like a on, tutorial, isn't it? On directing, it's uh, thirty six lessons. It's a lot of lessons. Um, and you obviously got the reading material that goes along with it. And it's, uh, Ron Howard, who is the uh, Rock and Ron, he's uh, Richard Cunningham. Yeah, Richard Cunningham, um, Opie as well. Sorry, Opie as well. Opie, yeah. Opie, what? Boston. No idea. When you said Opie, I thought of Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah, never seen it. So yeah, that that was. Uh, and you started doing anything? My Father's Day. You started and got, watching it. I've st- I'm four lessons, five lessons into it. Has he taught you the bat blocking? Not yet. Oh, I mean, yeah. Just it's more overviews at the moment. So um, but uh, we bought the the fathers, my father and my father-in-law. We bought them both Chromecasts. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, but uh, struggling to use them. Oh no, it's it's it's. I reckon. For the unwashed, what's a Chromecast? Or you the, plug it in the back of your TV and it allows you to cast like YouTube or whatever, Netflix or... To your TV. To your TV. So like I'll, I you watch... You use your phone as a remote. So I watch like the EPL, for example, I Chromecast it off an iPad. Yeah, okay. Or your YouTube, you Chromecast it off an mm, iPad. Or your phone. You yeah. Can... So like internet-enabled television where mm. I can do YouTube on my... What's her name? Yeah. Mm. It's kind of like that, but, when but you're you doing search, it through your phone. When you search, you're using the remote. Yeah, your, you know, yeah. This is you grab your phone, and everything's just on the phone, and then just click cast. And it's Should coming. I get this? Yeah, so uh, for yeah, yeah. Fifty-eight dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Cool. Okay. And it learned something today already. Good investment. So, uh, yeah, but then you obviously got to go and teach. Let me write that down. Got <laughs> <laughs> to so teach the old people. We're going to teach Tim how to. So, uh, what's their issue with the Chromecast? You're saying no, there's no specific issue yet, but I can foresee issues down the road of. How do we use this? Yeah. I've logged out of that. And, and do I just buy this from JB Hi-Fi or yeah, what am I doing? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Harvey Norman. 
Plug it in. Probably should have got it for Father's Day. Should have. I was going to say you could get it from uh, Dick Smith. Can you, they you don't open exist. the pa- three pack of Mondays yet, Tim? <laughs> no, no, actually, this time around, I got a um, a combined uh, wireless speaker with wireless headphones as well. That's not bad. That's practical. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's you're doing September, so you can use the wireless headphones. Absolutely. In so, what Absolutely. is September in aid of? You sent this message today. You're cerebral doing... palsy. So okay. it's a cerebral cerebral palsy alliance. It's a good yeah. cause. It's a great cause. Uh, my wife uh, always used to do a lot of research when she was at the uh, University of Melbourne uh, with um, quality of life of kids with cerebral palsy. So it's a cause that is. Um, very close to our hearts and it was an opportunity to do about three or four years ago and at the end of the day it's a great excuse to try and get fit and healthy and be a little bit more active which what's I, your goal what's your step? yeah ten thousand a day which largely That's is doable. is what you yeah. what you should try and do in a standard day yep but when you're like me and, and you got you a stretch target desk, you got a stretch goal stretch target like what fifteen thousand yeah on, you know people on people every like, Thursday or something like, like our that. budget or our budget was thirty million, but we've got a stretch budget of thirty five. You so the budget thirty five. <laughs> gotcha. That's what you're hoping to get. Uh, no, no, it's 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 stock standard ten thousand. You got to aim for it every day, but you can walk it and just record your steps. But if you sit there and you do an aerobics class or you ride to your mate's place or whatever, or to work or whatever, you can upload on the website what you've done, mm. and it gives you an equivalent number of steps. And I trust that failing to meet these targets is punishable. Well, it's not. <laughs> There's a little bit of an honesty system okay. at play as well, but obviously, you know, you can raise money to try and, uh, you know, raise more money yeah. for the cerebral palsy alliance. Well, you're, so. d- you're good at doing these exercise-based um, things for charity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. You recently did. Well, one. I'm very bad at it. Tim did Terrible. the um, selfish. Some would say for the Fred Hollows. Yeah, the Fred Hollows uh, Coast Trek. Yep. So it's. Uh, is he um, eyes? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did a lot of work in Southeast Southeast Asia or Africa. The only advice I can give Vietnam you for he did a lot in September mm-hmm. would be to not bring your phone with you on these walks because... You end up doing the walk with him? No, it wasn't your phone. It was your keys. Did you drop the Oh, key? my keys, yeah. No, I, I managed to drop the one key that I took on the walk with me <laughs> six kilometres from the finish, cross the line and go on, I can't get home. <laughs> And I'm stuck down on the Mornington Peninsula. And I've got no energy left to walk it. My wife, I, I called my wife, and she started driving down to Mornington Peninsula at 6 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. So she was thrilled with three kids. It's a good uh, trip. And, a good yeah, trip. correct. And then in the end, as it turns out, while it was still light, somebody had spotted the key, and mm. it could have gone anywhere, uh, has picked it up, handed it into lost property at the finish line, and That's really nice of them. It's, I think that you find that people generally doing this aren't going to do it to screw someone over. Well, they'll sit there the and sort go, of person, someone is going to miss this. Yeah, the sort of person doing these philanthropic sort of endeavours, generally speaking, not a scumbag. Not a lot of pricks. No. no. Yeah, yeah. They make they, a point. They're low on pricks. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to uh, just briefly... I might do it next year just to raise their... No, no you the, should. It's a, it's the a prick that we'll put it this I way. wouldn't you, be you, able to do it. Well, you can do 30K and you can do 60K. I don't want to commit no, I did 60K two years ago, and that was real hard. Probably is it, is one it of the a walk things. or a run? Well, you can run it if you want. Oh, we had guys in our team that though. ran it. It's, it's, the train isn't flat. Okay. Yeah. okay. You, of, your th- of your 60K, in the first 30 kilometres, you do about 9K or maybe 7K on soft sand. That's and we've okay. all done a little bit of soft sand, but the gun amount of soft sand is an absolute killer. Hardest thing I've ever done. And and I got, I got through it, and the backs of my – where my hamstrings join uh, behind my knee – Absolute agony. 
and, and I carried that pain for nearly a month. No. So, so no, anyway, this, this year I knew I wasn't as fit as I was last year, so I did 30. Are you at, are you at full fitness I, now? I get I'm 116 kilos as of Monday morning. So the answer, short answer to that question is no. Playing weight? Uh, playing When I played footy, I was about 98. Okay. When I retired from swimming, 85. Okay. So, yeah, we're... You're not too bad. Maximum density at the moment. <laughs> for some, <laughs> for I'm, some I'm reason, for some reason, I could just think of this is a bad example in terms of the you know the good work that Tim's doing in uh, in aid of cerebral palsy. But one of my favourite um, cinema sort of insults of all time, just because of how brilliantly obscure it was, was in uh, Ted when um, John sells that guy because I really hope you get Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that when he said it really nonchalantly? Because I really hope you get Lou Gehrig's disease. Which is ALS, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. The Iron Horse considered himself the luckiest man alive, yeah. apart from having Or made ALS. your own disease. Mm. disease, yeah. I like Ted. Good movie. Yeah, it's a ripper movie. The wow. second one was not great. Had funny parts, but not a good movie. Why do they always get so wrapped up in dope culture? That's one of my big takeaways from all those comedies. It's like, they all get... I know that Pineapple Express is a bad example, because the film is about, about that. that. Yeah. But you're like... This isn't really that funny, the stuff where you're getting high. Mm. The whole getting wrapped up in a drug cartel, that's amusing. But the whole thing where you guys are just smoking dope, <laughs> it's actually not amusing. And it's in all yeah. of those fucking movies. Americans. Yeah, maybe it's just that party culture and mm. everybody gets together, you have a smoke. I've never done it in my life. You know life, what strikes so me I've weird no about... fucking idea what, like, what, what the whole concept is, but... A lot of the... And the mad munchies that go with it, that's all I know. But as is... Tim, so, we just get the munchies without... The, <laughs> correct. Without the 116 kilos. 116 kicks. <laughs> without chopping away. That's a bell, which means we're on a tight leash tonight. Uh, we're going to AFL. Uh, we're going to start with a few finals previews. It all kicks off uh, tonight, technically, if you're listening to this on the Thursday. We're recording a day earlier than we usually do. So a huge game, really, Hawthorne and the Tigers. I'm giving the Hawks a sneaky chance. I like oh, There's something declare about your, them. Declare your allegiance. The allegiance. Would I do some work for the Box Hill Hawks? Correct. Yeah. You made us watch two minutes of Box Hill Hawks footage. It was amazing, though. Oh, it was a very good finish. Just, to, a, uh, just a little bit of back. Box Hill beat Port Melbourne in the elimination final this past weekend. They, were, they had basically had 25 seconds to kick a goal. They were the half from back the half-back line. From the half-back line. Coast in. to coast. They had 25 seconds. They kicked a goal. Ollie Hanrahan kicked a goal. With a second uh, on the clock to get it to extra time, but no, no this they're just well drilled, they're well coached. They'll they will take away, I think, better than a lot of other teams. They will be able to take away Richmond's weapons. They'll play kick mark. They'll play slow ish. You know, not slow in it. You know, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but they won't want the game to get into chaos. And Hawthorne can control the tempo. They're well managed. I agree yeah. with you there, but. Do they have enough weapons themselves? Oh, no, that, that is an issue, potentially, obviously. But I just think there's something about them. I think they could take away Richmond's weapons. Like they could stifle and strangle and frustrate yeah. them. Um, this this could be the best game of the lot for me. I think it'll be a blowout. Oh, Over man, the last blowout. five years, when you watch when Hawthorne was a really good team, the one side that could unpick them serially every single time was Richmond, when Richmond was no good. That's true. But and, and so I reckon now that, mind you, their form going into the finals hasn't been as stellar as it's been. They've oh, been getting just, the job done without being sexy. They'll just flick the switch though, Tim. They'll well, just flick I know, the switch. I know that, that, again, that's your media narrative and all that sort of stuff. You, 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 you hate the media. Just yeah, nah. No, I hate the media. People just, can't go They're not creative. They just follow the same story. So, But look, me personally, I think from... Uh, uh, a wider view over the last five years, I reckon Richmond's had Jul- uh, Hawthorne's number, 
and I reckon as a result, yeah. I think it'll all be almost a non-contest. But it, all I'm, team, I'm, I'm happy to take the different view from others. All teams, oh, apart from ours, of course, at the moment, but you generally, there's teams you just match up well yeah. against. That's you, a quarter, you go, you go through that 2008 to 2010 era. Collingwood were good, but they couldn't beat Hawthorne. Yeah. That's why when they got over the line, they beat Hawthorne in the prelim, the Luke Ball after that incredible buddy, yeah. that buddy dribbler. If you recall the yeah, buddy dribbler, and then yep. Luke Ball goes forward and kicks a snap from a throw in in the pocket. Yep, yep, remember but it well. Collingwood I was finally there. got over the line, but Hawthorne had their measure all the time. So this is, like, I just, just think this, like you said, this looms for me as, fingers crossed, a really good game. Yeah, firstly, well, that's first what and we foremost. want. That's what no we doubt. want more than anything. But I just reckon... Or a, or a blowout. I just reckon the Hawks, there's just something about them where... I think I, I don't know. I, I think that they will enjoy being the hunter for the first time in a while. They've been the team. They want to knock us off. They're Couldn't coming for more. us. But I think there's something they'll embrace this idea of we can be the one that kills the king. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I, I reckon there's a bit of a sense of welcome to the MCG against someone who can play the MCG. That's it. That's this people. This is not Fremantle. This is not. People Adelaide, say this, this and it's isn't, um, Port can, Adelaide in a prelim. This I, is I, not. I completely Sydney. agree that this sense that. The last, you think about it, the last going back five grand finals, at five or six, mm. but I completely agree, have been won by Victorian teams against an interstate side that didn't handle the Did day. You? They yep. didn't handle the ground. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's... That's as, as much a part of the narrative as the actual match itself. Those teams, yep. West Coast did it, Sydney did it horrifically. They did it brilliantly once. Mm. They did it horrifically twice. True. Adelaide were awful last year. Yep. Just didn't cope. But uh, do you want to give a prediction? I, th- I think I think that ultimately in my heart of hearts, I think Richmond will win. Yep. Tigers for me. Yep, I think Tigers comfortably. Okay. But happy, happy to think differently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, second cab off the rank, of course, Friday night um, shapes as a really intriguing oh, it's, it's game. It's the game. I, it's the I, game can't, I can't pick it. I've been I thinking about it, think Melbourne and Geelong. If they play, if they're allowed to play their game, I reckon Melbourne walk it in. If Melbourne, can, you made the point earlier in the year. I've, we've seen Geelong in finals get absolutely pants. Yeah, but you made the oh, point yeah. early in the year. I can't actually remember if you were making it in favour of Melbourne or Collingwood. No, I was making. I, I picked Collingwood. That was one of my certain. Yeah, teams. you said that they would that win the fa- Queen's birthday fa- game. That famous. Um, but there's there's something about if if Melbourne Melbourne are the team very emotional at the moment. The cleaner just wanted if, to come the cleaner in. just wanted to clean the room, mate. We're in the middle of a record. Come back later. Um, <laughs> want to clean the pool? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've come to a clean simple. There's no pool here, man. It's a fucking serviced office. That's what she says. She goes, but we don't even have a pool. <laughs> he repeats himself. He goes, I've come to a clean. Why? I don't understand the pool. why. He, and she goes. Oh. Why is he being subtle? Why is he being subtle though? It's only him and her. It's, it's a bit of role play. It's, it's probably oh, her yes. husband. That's true, maybe. maybe. Um, but there's sorry. There's, if, if Melbourne very emotional, if Melbourne embrace it, a little bit like Richmond did last year, handle it or embrace it. A bit or of both. both. Yeah. A little bit like we did when we when Carlton. I love making it about Carlton. <laughs> when when Carlton finally got a crack at a final at the G. Yeah. It was against Essendon, but it was a big, big game. But we looked like we. We're a bit calmer. When Juddy took that big mark on the half forward, but we, but we just quarter. looked like we sort of wanted to be there a little bit more. Yep, yep. But mind you, we had played Brisbane, we had played Sydney. It's, it's a bad in, example. In the coming years, yeah. whereas Melbourne have just not played a final yet. But there'll yeah. be there'll be a lot they're, of they're and, we were, and we were also like I said, we don't want to make it about cup. Not even please in do. Play. But we were good against Brisbane, and Bradshaw kind of got us in the last five, four. five goals up. We were yep, we were oh. really good against Sydney. 
And, you know, we got... And just couldn't quite get out of the line. Wadey and so Juddy. So we were ready. We were ready and... We are good enough. Wadey and Juddy. We were good missed. enough and we performed. Yeah. And we were a team that was half a game off top four. Yeah. And Essendon was just scraped. Scraped in. Um, and, and that's the thing. You usually whereas I don't see... think... I, Geelong and Melbourne are as far apart as we... I think as important as what Essendon happens on the field, I think Melbourne fans have a really, really big part to play. Absolutely. Yeah, in, totally, in, the, in the stands. Because totally. Geelong don't travel... That number 11 will be good in the ruck. Go, number 11. <laughs> well, just just making one point about so, the season so far. These guys have played twice. Mm-hmm. Max Gorn had a shot to ne- win the game. Near enough to full-time? Pretty much. Yep. He's missed one that he should never have missed and, and was BOG by the length of the straight. Second time they've played, Zach Tui had a shot after the siren to win the game. So, mind you, in a game where I think Melbourne had completely outplayed them. So, And, and if, I'm, if I'm correct, I reckon... Melbourne's beaten Geelong at Geelong a couple of times in the last two years. They also Again, got beaten by 180 points. Yeah. Well, they were too when uh, Mark, Mark Neal lost his job. Or No, That's, no, that was uh, Dean us. Bailey. Yeah, no. Dean Bailey. It actually got to the point that game, I remember watching it, where I was like, was in, um, just end it. Yeah. I was like, this is so bad. manager, former Melbourne coach? Jade Rawlings? No, Carlton footy manager. Oh, I, I know um, you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, Conley. Mark no. Riley. Mark Riley. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was him, but no. Bob O'Reilly. Could have been too. Went to but the Gold no, Coast, I, I just the Gold think... Coast Suns, Bob O'Reilly, and kept on getting shoes from Carlton. That's just a bit of off the... There you go. Um, but yeah, I think I think Melbourne have matched up well against Geelong, yeah. and I reckon it's their time. To use a, to use a phrase Mick Malthouse hates, if they come to play, Melbourne, yeah. if Melbourne come to play, they should win. Like marking the ball at its You're highest point. You're saying that Mick hates that, say. <laughs> Well, they no, all come to play. No, you remember that when he, someone said, did you come to play? He goes, what do you mean? What does that mean, did we come to yeah, play? Yeah, but Mick Maltis used to use the same old shit phrases in his... Pro- no, but no, oh, we played a very, very, very good football I liked it when Brisbane Lions... They, Brisbane, shit, Mick, you've said that about all 17 other opponents. He used to say that every week in his um, message to the members. Like, Brisbane hadn't won a game all year. They beat us at Etihad. Brisbane are a very, very good football team. They're a very, very good football team. They haven't won a fucking match, Mick. Fabian's doing a bit of um, miming, not realising this is not a visual medium. Doing the Mick Mouldhouse. Doing it well, but it's It's lost lost on pod. Lost on the audience, mate. Please, Mick. Um, Sydney Derby. What do we reckon? I reckon Melbourne. Melbourne. Yep, Melbourne. Sydney Derby is one of those games that uh, I think the Swans will win, um, but I think that's really down to one thing and one thing only, the fact that GWS can't get their best team out there. I agree. They're also getting to play finals at the SCG, which hasn't hasn't been helping them this year. No, it hasn't been. They've, they've actually got a negative record at the SCG. I think they do. Um, Thank Christ they played us. <laughs> we were okay for um, half. Well, we were. Buddy holds the key. He usually tears them. Phil, Phil Davis has done okay on him, though. Phil Davis got a good record. I, I reckon you'll see that the stats tend to show something different. Well, he's also a pretty Have you actually done any so. research on this? Yeah. Have I, you? I watched a lot of... Shows. Have you got like statistical evidence? Yeah, buddy takes he, he, it's the vibe. You got to you got <laughs> last time last time he that's one of the worst movies ever made. You are kidding no, yourself. No, the castle's a piece of it's shit. It's a I brilliant it. movie. No, nah, it's one of the most overrated movies of all time. You you just wanting to take the why opposite it, view. No, no, why does it look like it was filmed genuinely it looks like it was filmed on a JVC handycam? Probably was. Fuck me, it's terrible. I think it's just the um oh, I hate it. The sense that they were wanting to go with. I fucking hate that movie so much. I watched it. It was on TV recently, and I I like doing this. I like revisiting movies that I didn't like, and just going, can we enforce the just, opinion, whatever? Just reaffirming, yeah, nah, still. And I, I sort of I like to watch it and go because sometimes it changes. You go, yeah, I was nah. maybe a bit wrong on that. I, I don't mind movie. it. 
I fucking it's great hate the Aussie castle. dry. Oh man, it. it's so fucking dumb. It's oh, so I've cleared dumb. Tray fucking three three times. <laughs> oh, it's painful just reliving it. And, and when he has the plaque up on the wall at the very end, Dennis Denuto, as seen on TV. Fuck, it's a woeful movie. We've got more visual gags going on back here. <laughs> um, but we digress. We've Sydney Derby. Um, you guys will always say that I um, spank myself over Sydney. You do. I, I do reckon GWS. Um, I think the old sense of occasion, uh, beating the older brother and all that sort of stuff, I, I think GWS is going to, with a week off, I think they're going to really steal themselves against they Sydney. they get anyone back? No, but I think they get right. Uh, I, want, I want them to. I want them to be right. I yeah. want them to win because they're brilliant to watch when they're in full flight. I agree. But Th- they can win the premiership. I'm not convinced yeah. Sydney can win the premiership. I just reckon, I, I reckon Sydney wins. Yeah, it, got, it's a, it's a great game. I've got the Swans. It's a shame that it's an elimination because a good team is going to get... Um, yeah, it's a shame is. that it's a 4-20 game. Yeah, it's a, it's a shitty time. Let's, let's not have a game on Sunday and yet have a 4-20 Saturday afternoon game. I don't mind it. We have a tradition in the Davis household, harking back to the night that Sydney knocked off, uh, actually it might have even been before that, but we'll say the Sydney preliminary final against Essendon when Plugger kicked Mm -hmm. the point after the siren. Um, My mum and my sister were at the game at the time, and so my dad and my younger sister and I, we got Indian from the local Indian place. Ate our Indian, sat down, watched the final. One of the best, one of the great nights. Even as a Carlton supporter, you sat there. Well, we were beating Essendon, so that always helps. Um, and it's sort of become a bit of a tradition. And I actually had the thought this week. I thought maybe I'll invite Dad round, and he can watch it with me. We'll have Indian. We'll have Indian. But you can't fucking do it at four twenty in the afternoon, can you? Well, you can. Oh, there's no Indian restaurant open at four twenty, isn't there? Melbourne, I think so. Yeah, five o'clock, five thirty. We actually, it doesn't work. We had a, but a, I, it doesn't work. We had a tradition started that night as well, where Mum is a is an Essendon fan. And um, so Dad and I are obviously big Carlton fans. I don't so, get this so, cross so team it, family mix. Well, Mum was an Essendon fan when they met. My mum barracked for. Juve. No. My mum barracked for Melbourne. I'm no, sure. Mum used to go. Like Mum actually used to go to Windy Hill and watch them and stuff. So and like then, she's an Essendon fan. But she um, married my dad, and we we're all Carlton supporters. I don't get it. It's weakness on her part. So anyway, mum's watching the game and Essendon lose by a point after the siren, whatever. And obviously she's, you know, pretty down in the dumps about it. She didn't like react. She was just sort of sitting there really disappointed. And uh, dad, um, sitting there as well, goes, what, a cup of coffee? And just like really casually got up. And so that became a running joke. If Carlton was to lose a, a you know, a ball-breaking game, um, it was that, that was the line. Anyone want a cup of coffee? <laughs> it becomes really snide sort of thing. Mum also in 99 when obviously the Blues beat the Bombers in the prelim. This is one of my favourite all-time stories. Um, she bought a packet of, what are they called? Like, you know, like alphabet cereal, but they were potato chips. So like they were in letters, they were shaped like letters, or potato yeah. chips shaped like letters. Yep. She expressly bought a packet of those and spelt out, fuck the Blues, go the ruse. <laughs> Like she picked the it out. Grand final the next week. She yeah. picked it out and served the dinner to him. Fortunately, he noticed. He didn't just start eating it. <laughs> but yes, that that was quite good. She expressly um, went to the. We never had them before or since. Yep. But, <laughs> you, but you got to deal with that. your anger sometimes, yeah. don't you? And she's done it quite uh, quite good. well. Uh, and then lastly, oh, so who are we going for? Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Sydney. Oh, I'm actually going to go GWS. You did sound that the way you were pumping you, you, them up. You're trying to. You're trying to just. It's fake. He's double bluffing us. Yeah, he's double. 
So uh, I'm a bit of a closet GWS supporter. Oh, I love the GWS. I love the way they play. Yeah, you might be a closet GWS supporter, but you're out in the fucking open. City yeah, that's supporter. true. You're loud and you're proud. <laughs> uh, lastly, Eagles, Collingwood. Yes. Surely the Eagles win it. Are they underdone? All these ins, are they underdone? Oh. Well, they got no Nick Natanui. they got no Andrew Gaff. Well, I think Nick Nat's a bit overrated to me. AFL Media would have you think the Scott Lice set is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um... Are Collingwood good enough? I think oh, they might be. Well drilled. They are, but they've had their fair share of injury as well. So Adam Trelaw. I've got a terrible feeling. I've got a terrible feeling he's going to do it again. If he plays, he'll yeah, do it again. I reckon he'll do it again. There's something about it. I'm just like, I've got a shocking feeling. Well, he did both of them. Yeah, it was weird. He looked like a fish caught in a like a can holder, didn't he? Who, who chased him? Uh, who chased him? Jed Lamb. Was it Jed Lamb? I don't know. For some reason, I can picture, or Jed Lamb might have been in the background. Of the, well, was it Paddy Dow? All I can picture Lockie is him O'Brien. waddling Might have been Lockie O'Brien. Waddling Eventually you're going to get it, Tim. Yeah, just no, go through no, every member of the team. No, no. I, but Might have been Ed Curnow. Well, after that, after that incident, the camera I, don't, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you, Grant Thomas, who mm-hmm. does like to sensationalise a little bit, he does a bit, dared to say on Twitter that he thinks that whoever had tackled him should have been suspended. I, I saw this. Yes. I remember because, this. Because they're basically saying... Where where the um, the tribunal these days are saying whatever yeah, injury outcome. or the outcome is of your action should determine whether you get suspended or not, and so they've basically said because he did two hamstrings, the guy chasing him should be suspended, did, did he, and, and, and essentially almost saying he should go for as long as Adam Trelaw goes, and you're going he sort of pushed him, but that's not uncommon. Yeah, well I remember oh, who, who was the bloke who shoved Chris Judd, Stuart Cranberry, wasn't it, against the dogs. Was it the dogs? At full flight. I thought it was Cranberry. Juddy was running. Was Cranberry even there at that point? He might not have been. No. I remember the incident, but I yeah, remember Eddie had Juddy like, came on as the sub. And he was at full flight, for hitting top speed. He and was then motoring. He just got it pushed in the back and just bang my hamstring. All ah, right. Uh, you, see, you see it a lot. You see it a lot. So, I remember a little push on Brad Fisher where he took a mark out on the knee. half forward flank at Freo and yeah, did a knee because he knee. landed a bit awkwardly and there was never any retribution on that. And I always thought that oh, was well, a bit of a dog gonna, act. We're going to hunt the guy down and take it now. Actually, can I just ask one question? We're, we're getting a little bit off topic at the moment. Brad Fisher retired at Carlton on um, 99 games. We've spoken, we've about, spoken this. about this on pod. Sam Rowe is on 99 games. He probably holds on anyway, just at the moment. Does he? Good. Because it's the old sort of thing. If he gets one game and he has it's a, a little son, bit, it's, a, it's a little bit different. Because the thing that got me once again to digress, we've spoken about this, but the thing that got me with Fish was I thought the handling of him was disgraceful. Well, he had ten rounds to go, and you only had to play. Him no, once. yeah, it was less. It was like it was only two or three. Yeah, but okay. the last game of the year, which I think might have been against Geelong, was a genuine dead rubber for us. We actually so couldn't go. Playing. We couldn't go up or down. Yep. This is a guy that had done two knees. Had been a real sort of solid battler for us at a terrible, terrible time. And he was one of our first draftees post when, the when sanctions. We, yeah, and we needed we needed young players to be able to yeah. build around. And he, he was they, good footballer. They left him on ninety nine. I thought that was disgusting. I agree. Um, so who do you think Collingwood West Coast? I think West Coast Collingwood, but with no great certainty. Yeah, look, I'm a little bit like you, Fab. I'm I will say West Coast because of the. Travel factor, the ground factor, mm. the crowd factor, the umpiring factor. It's a huge factor. But but I think Collingwood are playing, unfortunately, very impressive football, and I just think they're better than them. But whether the didn't West Coast beat Collingwood at the MCG? Yeah, about Nick Nat did five his weeks knee. ago. It is too. Yeah. Well, I'm going West Coast. I'll go Collingwood. 
Uh, and then just to wrap up AFL, a little bit of free agency stuff. We've seen a bit of news this past week. Uh, Lockie Neal has met with the Brisbane Lions. Jared Pollock looks likely to join North Melbourne on huge money. Huge money. Huge money. 800 a year over wow. five years. Jesus. And uh, Luke Dalhouse uh, today announced his intention to leave the Western Bulldogs. No club as yet, but the suspicion is it'll be Geelong. Yeah, he was a Geelong Falcons boy, um, and there's Dave Long. Can I say, this sums up, hearing a little bit of stuff, it comes out he's leaving. And I don't necessarily advocate gross, um, you know, like belligerence about it. But mm-hmm. the reaction of Western Bulldogs fans to me almost sums them up. They're not even like disappointed. They're like, oh, have a good time, Luke. Thanks, buddy. Gave us great service. See you later, mate. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for your service. I'd be going, fucking, you're dead to me, Luke. But is that because they won a premiership? A, a, a yeah, long, even then, you'd be sitting there going, you were sitting there going, he's a pretty decent player for them. He's an important player for them. He's played some good footy for them. And they're like, oh, that's okay. That's okay. Say, see you, Luke. Have a good time. We'll see you next time. It's like, get fucked. Is the fact that Josh Dunkley's arrived in the last two years and oh. Toby McLean stepped up to be a really good midfield forward that they're sort of saying, we've got enough of you, so a little bit Do like, they, though? Well, I mean, Clay Smith retired earlier this year. Yeah. He was pretty good in that sort of a role as well. So. The other side of this for me is what we've been speaking about a little bit, is that why do we get criticised, Carlton that is again, to make it about Carlton, we get criticised for attracting or targeting players from other clubs. And Geelong, Geelong every are the single... worst culprit in the league. Yeah. If they've got a local kid, they want to get back home. And they trace tra- chase Travis Boak. Mm-hmm. they got Dangerfield. they got like, Lockie Henderson. They're now going to get Dalhouse, all the local boys. Stay away from Charlie Kerner. Well, that's exactly right. Um, I think the thing with the Cats is, and we've spoken about this a Take bit. Take Ed. Yeah, get out of here. Give you two heads. Um, <laughs> the two thing, heads are better than one. The, the thing with Geelong for me is, and we they're just this one doesn't necessarily subscribe that because it's a free agent pickup, but it is and salary. He's he's 26? Well, he's twenty six. Twenty seven. Well, he's free agent. He's got to have been the system for eight years. Unrestricted free agent. He's got to have been the system eight years. Didn't think it was that old. Um, but this is the thing where they are blowing a hole in the middle of their list, the oh, likes of which we haven't seen since we did it in the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, four years' time, they're they are, dead in the water. They are going to fall off a cliff, and we've spoken about this. It's staggering that no one in the media has mentioned because they don't care. They don't. They don't perceive it. They but are. They've got gambling. Jack Henry, and they've got Nakia oh, Cockatoo, and they've got um, Brandon Parfit, oh, and, and they're doing bit part roles. Uh, Lockie, I should know this because he's a family friend. Oh no, obviously not a good family. Foxy, friend. Lockie Fogarty, and um, and yeah, they're given. They're basically saying, oh, their youth and their drafting is they really good. They are rolling the dice on pure free agency. And, and they're getting some good kids coming through, but they're not they're not A-graders. No. Like, they're not replacing A-graders with That's A-graders, ultimately. They will fall off a cliff. The media right. has gone on about how good Hawthorne and how quick their recovery is. I still feel that once you pull that rough and you pull Burgoyne. that Sean Burgoyne and Even, you pull that Grant, you know, well, Grant Petrol hasn't been there, but no. you're going to lose him anyway. You'll lose Grant Bur- Yep. Yeah, you'll get some cap space, and they'll probably they're attractive. And Rial is gone. Yeah. I mean, the fact they got Tom Mitchell, all power to them. Yeah, that yeah. was a great recruitment. Jager O'Meara at exactly the right time that they would have needed that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, picking up Ben McAvoy when they got him was probably pretty good. That was the worst bit of business by St Kilda of all time. Yeah, they rolled the dice. I mean, they got he Luke Dunstan. Young... Well, they got, Mate, Luke, they got they, Luke Dunstan out of it. And if Luke Dunstan was captaining the club right now, you'd go genius. But he's but not. He he's on the fringe of being delisted. Correct. He, he's, not, um, he's, not, he's not gone on. You say he rolled, they rolled the dice. 
they had 18 and they went, hit me. That's what they fucking did. Mm. They had 18. They were like, I reckon there's a three in that deck. Yeah. And they went, yeah, hit me. And they got, they got, yeah. uh, they what's got his a name? Billy Longer. They went, oh, they went, Billy Longer. I can get a one here. Okay, and, nice. you know, Dunstan is sitting there going, well, Billy Long is probably on the fringe as well. And Dunstan's on the fringe. And they had a guy that was pretty solid. And they thought they could do better. Um, and then lastly, just a couple of minutes, Lockie Neal, that's out of nowhere. That's weird. That's huge. It, well, weird. What's the what's the Ross Lyon narrative? I mean, he's come into the mm, club. They're, they're, their side's deteriorated. They're, he's on massive money. They're playing okay. Their best play. Oh, got a couple of very good young players, absolutely. Oh, but second, but second Mundy, player. Sandy, Fife. Fife, not so much late 20s. But Mundy and Sandy got one more in them. Yep. Maybe. Probably. I... Would love to get my hands on David Mundy. Now? For a year, yeah. Just as a leader. A couple, I, I, a couple, yeah, a couple like years a ago. A couple years ago, absolutely. Maybe. maybe. You don't get him a couple of years ago. No, there was talk. Hawthorne, very... Just be mindful of one thing. Adam Chera, pick five in the draft to, from last year. He signed mm. an extension. Has he signed? Yeah, today. There you go. Okay. Good that, that was... That they was, needed to. That was Good building. Player. Oh, fantastic player. Yeah. Well, I, I always liked Paddy Dow pre-draft but reading everything that I was reading, and I hadn't seen a lot of him play because he was injured a lot of his season last year, everything you read about him, you're going, this is the kid that I want. We had him in the... should be in the... The Italian team, correct. The academy. Because it ends in a vowel. Paddy Dow's going to be a fucking superstar. Yeah, I think we're okay with um, Paddy Dow. So wrapping up uh, AFL, and that we're going to move now to... Buku Kamas watch. <coughs> Give oh, us some quickly. Buku. Go, Buku Kamas. you got 26 seconds. Uh, made the TAC Cup team of the year on the halfback flank. Boom. Well, that pick that uh, the Bulldogs or, or get for Dalhouse. Boom. <laughs> that pick that uh, the Bulldogs get for um, Dalhouse might go to Buku. There you go. Or Riley West. Well, that doesn't uh, help us, does it? Oh, it doesn't not help us. It just depends on yeah. whether they're in a position. To, like they, We've got their second rounder already. So do they want to trade out of their first round yep. just to give them more skin in the game? Yep. I don't know the answer to that. Moving on. EPL. Fabian was particularly happy that uh, the might of Manchester United knocked off Burnley on uh, Monday morning. Wow. I've never seen him enjoy a run-of-the-mill win more. I could, you could tell... You You're could, a toss bag you could, you could tell that this man's been scratching around back alleys for three points because fucking when he sniffed them, oh, we're, we're back, baby. No, I didn't we're say back. we're back. I rightly pointed out that it, to you who... Didn't watch it because it was of the hour it was on, and uh, and given your employment, um, that it was a very complete performance. It was one of the best performances I've seen us put together. I also said in my first text was it was only Burnley, but it was encouraging because we haven't even been playing that way against Burnley. Do you want me to? I've got your text here. Do you want me to select excerpts from the text? Okay, Fabian. One forty-seven a.m. Very very good. 3.02 a.m., good performance. Uh, Rom, dominant display, missed some chances. Fellaini was absolutely brilliant. Give it a watch. Very, very, very good. Full stop. Happy days. Full stop. I responded, it was Burnley. Fab responds, yep. Great text, mate. <laughs> then he goes on to say, how about you say, yep, I'll give it a watch and see. Seriously, you have been clamouring for a win. We deliver a win, routine victory. And you're carrying on like it's we're back. We're back on here. Hold on. Away we go. I love how we selected. Let's read Fab's next text. Back on your bike, mate. There's no point discussing this with you. Have a good day. Do you not want to read that one out? 
Did you want to read what I said next? <laughs> I'll let Tim read it. He goes, sorry, I didn't realise you had to let Jose do something because we beat Burnley. This is Fab getting all fucking misty-eyed because we beaten Burnley and me responding. Probably not quite fit for pod. <laughs> Look, it was okay. We did what we had to do. I feel like I need to back on, that. back on the well, some you sort of have to. After what you did, I would let so, Jose do. Yeah, so <clears throat> no, it was a good performance, and let's not get carried away. But shit, we watched the Brighton game that was horrible, and we also watched the Tottenham game, and I think we were a little bit. Oh, you keep saying this. You keep saying we're unlucky. We got rinsed. I don't, I don't think we played that bad against Tottenham. We didn't play great. You got but, rinsed, mate. Oh, we we cop three goals, and it's it's you know, and it's very hard to say that you play well when you lose three 0 But I don't think the performance was as bad as the scoreline showed. Do I think we're going to go on and win the league? No, I don't. You know what my biggest takeaway from the weekend was? Why is Kyle Walker still poking those holes in his socks? Don't know. It's weird. Have you Maybe seen the it? Compression on. Yeah, I saw him at the World Cup. He kind of. It's just bizarre. I'm not sure. What he, he, Kyle, I don't know if you've seen it, Tim. Kyle Walker on his socks, like, rips holes in them. So there's, there's quite a few. There's maybe, you know, 15 holes on each sock. And it's just weird. What's he doing? Just gets lock it. Just gets the scissors and just... Oh, I hear. I hear. I mean, there was a lot of AFL footballers at one point in time that used to cut the tops off their socks. Why? Because they didn't like pulling them up. But I don't know why. You know, Hawth- you're not allowed to do that. No, they, they, Haw- don't, they don't let you do it anymore. Hawthorne, like, actually sensibly, I think a few other teams have done it since, but they actually just had Adidas make calf high socks. So if you want long socks, like a Karen Byrne, you can wear long socks. But if you want just calf high standard socks, there's a, a very, just why did nobody think of but this they, I, I 20 years ago? Allowed, I thought they all had to have knee high socks. No, nah, not anymore. You can have, like, Hawthorne genuinely wear calf high socks. Well, I think as you sort of say, they just they they can't say everyone must must conform to this style. You must wear your socks up. Yeah, it's like the Michigan NCAA team that just suddenly yeah, decided socks. to start wearing long baggy pants because Fab Five, the Fab Five. Name the Fab Five, Sean. Jalen Rose. That's one. Uh, the guy that caught the timeout. We didn't have one. Chris Webber. Chris, Chris <laughs> Just the best at a lot. He just forgotten his name. Uh, that's all I got. Juwan Howard. Yep, the big the big fella. Bobby Davis. Bobby Davis. <laughs> what was that guy's name you mentioned last week? Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Jackson. Bobby Jackson. Who was um, Bobby Jackson? Oh, guys had to guess someone, some baseball player. And he's Shout just gone out with to Goz. Shout out to Goz. He's just gone. You got to say it properly, Fab. Shout <laughs> out to bro. Shout out to. Shout out to Robert. That's, um, that's close. That's pretty good. Back to EPL. Two? Back. I don't know. I don't care. Back no, to no. EPL. Uh, around the ground, City obviously fairly comfortable. Arsenal got out of jail. Yep. Um, they weren't terribly... They're still finding their feet, though. They're finding their... I'm not going to... That was probably their... Critical of that them. was probably their worst performance of the season. Yeah, that probably, was probably right. They were good against Chelsea. Yeah, that was mm. probably their worst performance of the four, and they've just scraped the win. Yep. Beautiful goal from yep. uh, Lacazette. What's your theory on the Alison Becker... Or in, in, on goalkeepers? I think that that's the... To uh, paraphrase Paul Keating, I think that's the cock-up he had to have. Yep. I think that'll put him back in his box, so to speak. I think he's a, he's a guy... It, will it take something out of his arsenal? Um, I don't necessarily think that's something that's in his arsenal. Like, look thing, at Davidea. everyone wants to play it from the back. Davidea has done that in the past. Like, he has done the... Yeah, I've seen him do it. You go, yeah, yeah okay, we don't like you doing it, but he has done it. Davidea naturally is a guy in that situation... The week who, before, Alison did a chip. He but that's, chipped a bloke. 
David De Gea, I think, in that situation, would just hoof the ball out. Yeah. He'd just hoof the ball out into touch and go, yep, no worries, your ball, but we're out of danger. Whereas I think Becker's a very cocky, very confident guy, and I think that might just knock it out of him for a little bit at least. Mm. I don't know, maybe you're taking something away from... Not in those situations. Oh, we just press him. Just, like, just, I think the teams will just press him very, very hard. The old Geelong thing, you know... And um, Malcolm said on the 95 commentary. Oh, fucking, I was thinking, of, you're not going to believe me. Ben Graham does the tour because I always thought you get one. If it doesn't work, you, you put one, it away. If it doesn't work, you put it away. And I thought that took so much away from Geelong on grand final day. Ben Graham, who went on to be an NFL punter. I'll just yeah. punt the ball to the centre square every time. Stuffs up his first kick out in the 95 grand final. And then as a golden rule at Geelong, you can no longer do a talk for the well, rest of the Well, we day. don't know that because Gary Ayres was coach at the time. Yeah, it was a Malcolm Blight rule. But he didn't do another one. No. He didn't do another one. We kept kicking goals. That's true, actually. <laughs> he didn't have too many. Uh, who else? I mean, Chelsea, I think they were sort of solid again, weren't they? I'm not convinced with the Sari ball. No. I, think, I think they've had a good solid start to their season, but I don't think they've been tested yet. Arsenal could have put them away, to be honest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A couple of weeks ago. Absolutely. So. But um, West Ham, oh, West Ham, West Ham, a horrible start. They're 0-4, but uh, Watford, the Hornets... Uh, Foreign, foreign zip. Was it P- 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 like, Pereira or whatever his name is? Pereira. Pereira. Well, it's spelled P R E P E R E Y. Pereira. R A. Pereira. Pereira. So, um, oh, they've had a good start to the. Uh, so they uh, took the points against Spurs, which was for, particularly for chastening every, for me. For every good win Spurs get, they tend to to put in a performance like they did on the weekend. They get ahead of themselves very quickly. Maybe they'd uh, maybe they'd gone up to the uh, Harry Potter exhibition at Leavesden Studios, which is just in Watford, and um, they just high on butterbeer and a good time. Perhaps taking their mind off the game. That's right. Um, it's international break now. So it is um, international break. You gonna? Can you explain to me the UEFA Nations League? Well, this is the thing. I, I like to pride myself on knowing a bit about football, but this thing kind of. Slipped me by until I saw the ad on Optus Sport of the... I like the graphics. Yeah, the UEFA Nations League. So I've had a look, and it's for the uneducated, so I'll include Tim in this. Thank you. Um, 55 um, nations who are part of UEFA, or federations that are part of UEFA, um, are in pools. So there's four different pools. You've got League A, League B, League C, League D. It's like seedings, isn't it? Yeah, so all the good teams are in League A or the A League. Then you've got teams in the B League, teams in the C League, teams in the D League. Is there a J League? So there's 12, I think it's 12, 12, 14 and 15. Don't do the math, it's something around that, right? In the A League, in the, it's basically three teams in each pool then. So the A League is made up of uh, pools of three. So it's Portugal, Italy, Poland, for example. Um, you've got England. Um, can't remember who England have got. Uh, uh, Spain? No. England, yeah, they've got a Spain. France have got a, a hard group. I think anyway. it's France. We'll, we'll quickly look it up. But um, essentially, each group has is, is got two really good teams and a, and a decent team. And the whole point is, in the first season, it's going to be very... All the good teams are concentrated in the A-League, second tier in the B. D. But the top four compete for the UEFA Nations Trophy at the end of the year. Prestigious. So there's a, it's, a, it's like the Inter-Toto Cup. 
So <laughs> now there'll be two, so two semis and then a final. The bottom four get relegated to the B League. The B League. The B League. So, they, and effectively now there's a structure to friendly. So when you're playing a friendly, it's for points. I see. So it just seems you like finally got there. A lot happening. They're like, also trying to. The games will also tie in with your UEFA qualifying, and they're going to FIFA to try and implement it as part of World Cup qualifying as well. So that if you win the UEFA Nations League, Timbo, you have qualified for the Euros. Like it, and does that mean? I love it. Does that mean then that the Dutch teams that have missed a couple of you know Euro League, uh, Euro Championships, that defends against. Those sorts of quality teams um, not missing out on major be events. More teams in the in the Euros anyway, which will sort of they're expanding the Euros that. to somehow an uneven number, or, 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 or a number 24? that doesn't divide. So twenty four. Yeah, I think it is twenty four. Was it twenty four last time? No, no, it was sixteen last time. Yeah, maybe. And then the World Cup's going to forty eight. Yeah, well, World Cup basically, you, you play football, you're in. Yeah, welcome. welcome come one, welcome come to, all. Welcome to Qatar. Come Don't one, bring your come wives. On. Don't no, drink ben, alcohol. Ben, don't drink alcohol. <laughs> and expect to get hot. Do not score a goal and uh, celebrate. No. The Italians are in strife. They're all going to get arrested. If Italy score a goal at the World Cup and one bloke kisses another bloke... Oh, wow. See you later. See you in 15. See you in 15, mate. You are locked up. So If uh, you survive. But, uh, yeah, no, the UEFA Nations League, I was, I was in doing... A little bit of digging. I like the format. That means now the friendly. So I'm, this, um, this week, I'm warming to it. Italy are playing Poland. So we get specific. One of the pools is Italy, Poland, Portugal. Italy are playing Poland. That is a UEFA Nations League match. Obviously, Portugal can't play another team in the group because they're only teams of three. Uh, uh, pools of three. Portugal have got an, a friendly that doesn't count for points, and it's against someone else. It, also helps the lower nations. So Portugal will have to play a friendly against a lower nation that UEFA organise. It allows the smaller nations to get higher profile matches. So they're not going to play American Samoa and risk beating uh, Archie Thompson's world record for most Correct. number of goals. Of, Correct. Did he, what did he kick, 17? It's you, what, 13? No, nah, 13. 13. 11 or 13? It was 31 nil, wasn't it? 33. I used to do that on uh, Virtual Soccer. There was a. I, I can't digress. remember who the, who, the, who the our keeper was, but I've heard a, a sport very sportsman's nights that there was a gag or a bit of a bet to see how long our keeper could spend time in our forward half. Like they were time people on the bench were timing him to see how long he was in our not sorry in the opposition's half. Yep. So gotcha. in front of the halfway line. So not a difficult. Uh, I, think I, he, I think he scored the keeper. I have wow. no idea. Whoever it was. Was it uh, Michael Turnbull? Michael Turnbull? Well, he was uh, the bloke one that was on The Bachelor. Yeah, he was the guy on The Bachelor. And he kept on saying he was like an international goalkeeper and everyone was like, hey, wait a minute there, champ. No, you I've were never... like on the reserves list for the Olympics in 2000. I've never heard of you. He kicked 13 goals in a 31-0 victory against American Samoa in 2001. There we go. That's one of those things where you see a team like in local footy get beaten by 400 points and you just think you're actually only... 5% better performance away from significantly lessening the deficit. Because you're obviously so disorganised, so disheveled, so shit, that 31-0 is fucking ridiculous. Maybe in that 
local footy example you gave, it was a bit of a Hawthorne Carlton. No, but like no, no, this is the losers, points. the losers cup is what it was. Is that the one that you're talking about? No, no, that, 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 this is oh, this was Nunawading played Ardmona. Yeah, on some the of them weekend. have been beaten by 300, 300 plus points. Yeah, they, they both beaten. haven't won in two and three years collectively, and they played together. They played against you know, one bets, another uh, because someone was going to win, so they thought this would be good. They won ten, grand. and the final score was thirty three goals to two. Wowza. How bad would that be? Well, we, you think you're bad. Maybe they were allowing him to score because they thought they'd be better. It's not, get, not Carlton. Get it back Hawthorne, to the middle. Get just, it back to the middle. Get we were letting Hawthorne score goals because we couldn't get it. We couldn't from kick out. We couldn't get it. Yeah, out we were only trying to get five to hundred goals. We weren't yeah. trying to actually win. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just before we move off the EPL or the soccer, uh, the pots, shall we say, for the Nations League. Here we go. This is what uh, Group One is: Germany, France, and the Netherlands. Tasty. Tasty. Mm. They're all tasty. Like it. Oh, group Two is not tasty. Group two is Belgium, Switzerland, Iceland. Belgium have gotten a, a pretty easy run there. Yeah. Yep. Group three is Portugal, Italy, Poland. I got that one right. And then group Correct. four is group four is pretty good. Group four is Spain, England, and Croatia. Yeah. Well. So that's a that's Croatia a good group. played in a World Cup final. Yeah. They beat. But what England I'm saying is, there. you know, so they've concentrated all the good teams into into the A League, but eventually four will drop out of that, and and then just sorry, just for a little bit of um, context before we move on. Um, League B, so the second tier, yep. just as, a, as an example. Uh, group one is Slovakia, the Ukraine, the Czech Republic. Uh, group two is Russia, Sweden, Turkey. Three is Austria, Bosnia, and Herzegovina. Just and for Northern anyone, Ireland. Anyone from the west of Europe. And uh, group four is Wales, Republic of Ireland, Denmark. Let's just get a taste for Group D, shall we? This is the lowest ranked groups in the Nations League. Whoa, ho, ho. This is actually going to be... Moldova? This is going to be fucking competitive. Israel, I reckon, are in there. Uh, group one. Yep. Georgia, Latvia, Kazakhstan, Andorra. Yep. Belarus, Luxembourg, Moldova, and San Marino in group two. Go San Marino. Azerbaijan, home of the Baku Grand Prix. Brought to you by Baxel, the Faroe Islands, Malta, and Kosovo. Has Adnan Yenizai played for them yet? In Group 4, Macedonia, Armenia, Liechtenstein, and Gibraltar. Wow. Fucking Jesus. So Israel are in the Sea League. Israel is, is, is Israel European? I didn't think they were, but yeah, they're, in, they're in UEFA. They're, um, they're with Scotland and Albania in uh, Group uh, 1 of the Sea League. So that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. I just like that there's a bit of structure around friendlies now. You're, you're going away. Well, to... there's something to play for. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I like it. I agree with that. Um, we're going to move on now to a little bit of NFL. Hey, I don't care about this. So Fabian and Tim can take this away and give us a bit of a preview, shall you? Yeah, Is that no, what's going to happen? Well, it starts this week, um, kicks off Thursday night football, which is a, a relatively newish thing um, in the NFL, but it's it's it works out quite nice for those of us fortunate enough to be able to watch TV during the day on a Friday because mm-hmm. it's Friday afternoon into Australia. So it's, it's, it's good timing uh, for those of us who can get in front of a telly at that time. But yeah, That is not me. It's um, the reigning Super Bowl champions, the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. The Phillies. Uh, the, the Phillies. <laughs> now, the Eagles are taking on the, the Falcons. Shout out to Alex. Uh, shout out to Alex. The it? Phillies. <laughs> in Hamilton Island. Um, he's not, he's not listening. I wonder if he'll be seeing Simon Madden when he's there. Lucky prick. Do you reckon, nah. he's, do you reckon he's listening? Alex? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Alex. I don't think he's listening. He's listening. If you're listening, Alex, um, tell us you're listening. Just send us a text. 
<laughs> it's not you need to know it's not Ding. live. Just that too, you're listening. Um, I'm listening, sorry. Um, Continue, Fabian. Yeah, so the Falcons are coming into Lincoln Financial Field to kick off the season, but um, I thought we'd... You're looking at me weird. Who are you texting? No, 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 I'm just, I, I just thought it was Lincoln Field. Lincoln Financial Field. Really? I always knew it was just Lincoln Field. Um, Lincoln Financial Field. I'm not really sure it's worth getting hung up over. Let's uh, let's keep moving. Um, so I thought we'd just go through each of the conferences, um, see who we think is going to get out of them. Yep, let's do it. I'll give you my opinions too. I okay, don't know so any we'll of the teams. We'll start with the... Uh, the Detroit Lions, any good? It, it goes back to what we were saying. They've never been good. No. <laughs> go, it's Pete's team. Um, we'll... Is that because of Beverly Hills Cop? Some no, chance. But the bloke who was Megatron. drafted, the first pick... Drafted. Can you have hair like a pineapple? He had the the jacket that um, mate Eddie Eddie Murphy wore in Biblical. Aquel Foley. He he, he, um, he wore Ar- that to the draft. Ahmed Foley. So uh, that was pretty pretty good. So AFC North: Baltimore, Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cleveland Browns any good? No, no. They've not Sonny, been good for Mr. thirty Sonny years. Mr. Weaver Jr. Sonny Weaver Jr. hasn't weaved anything. Um, they have uh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> it's your friend, Von Mack. I don't subscribe to this theory that I, if you're going to be as bad as they are, I think you play the best quarterback um, or your future quarterback. No doubt. The best thing that happened to Carson Wentz was him needing to play in his first year. And he wasn't. we didn't plan on playing him, but the way it panned out, we played him. And um, because I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater did a knee, therefore we could get a higher asking price for Sam Bradford. Therefore, out of necessity, we played Carson Wentz and he stepped up and became the man. Gotcha. So I'd be playing Baker Mayfield. I don't think they will. Um, and actually, I don't know if he's good enough, but I reckon that's the only way you find out if they're good enough. But if you're going to take a guy number one yep. in an NFL draft... Yep. You're taking him with the expectation that he's going to be an NFL footballer because if you've got any doubt that he's not going to be, why, why on earth are you taking him? Yeah, him? absolutely. And, and granted, at least in the NFL, you can take a quarterback and he can show that he's okay and another team may cover him as well. Yeah. But again, if you're trying to get yourself out of the shit when you've just won the wooden spoon in the NFL, mm-hmm. the guy you're taking number one as your quarterback is the guy that you're thinking is going to play for you for 10 years. So play him. So play him. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and you're playing against Pittsburgh Steelers who are going to be a top four or five team for the season, um, you're not going to win. Yeah. So just lay the foundations for the future. Yeah. So this is what we'll go, going back to what we discussed on pod about a couple of months ago. There are certain divisions like the AFC North. I, where... just, I can't believe this. This is just something that just strikes me as so odd. I know what you're going to say. The, what? Okay. The teams pack it in because Tom Brady's around. They're like, we won't bother no, competing. No, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers walk this in. Well, the, the, Oh. There's divisions within the NFL that are so easy Skewed. for certain teams. Yeah. Skewed. Like, we'll get to the NFC East, which is where my team lies. And you see how difficult that is to get out every of. single year to get out of. Um, it's not funny. So, um, Pittsburgh for me out of that. Easily. Yep. Um, the AFC East, Buffalo, Miami, the Patriots, and the New York Jets. Oh, well, it's, a, it's a non-contest, isn't it? It's a, it's been a non-contest for, for how long? Too but, long. Um, the Jets are going to start. 
Why are the Sam why, Donald? Why Sam are the Jets shit? Why are they shit? They just like what is it? Can they just they, I, like I am? Such, this is going to be a threat as we talk about NFL. I know next to nothing. If you don't have a good, like, if you don't have a good quarterback, good? it's very very hard to. Who was that team. old guy they kept playing? He was like seven hundred years old. Mark Sanchez. <laughs> Mark Sanchez. No, was... no, no, no. They, they, I think they dropped Mark Sanchez for this guy, and he'd been. A, he's a journeyman quarterback, uh, Italian oh. name. Uh, oh, well, um, Vinny Testaverde. Vinny Testaverde. But he just kept getting games Greenhead. because they were just Greenhead. like, we'll just, we'll just play him because everyone else got shit. Unless you've got a quarterback, they invested heavily in Chad Pennington, who was meant to be the man, but injuries got Chad. Yep. Um, when they had. One of my favourite men at the club, at um, Herm Edwards, was was head coach. I love. I could listen to Herm Edwards speak all day. He's one of those blokes who ha- has a voice and a way he can command a room. Yep. Um, his speech, his induction speech to the NFL rookies, which you can find on YouTube, brilliant watch. Winner. Okay. Um, we'll look for that one. So the Pats are coming out of that AFC South, the Texans, the Colts, the Jags, and the Titans. This is a good. Division. It's a great division. It's a great, this is a division for people like Sean, just letting you know. Years ago, Indianapolis would walk this. When they had Peyton Manning, they would walk this. What about Andrew Luck? Andrew, Andrew well, Luck, he's Andrew Luck coming is, back the, from injury. is the second best quarterback in the league who just cannot get... He's the Matthew Cruiser of he's NFL quarterbacks. He's better no, that. no, just from the point of, of being physically sound. Yeah. Has he developed a heart issue despite showing no previous history of such an illness? Nope. So, um, but the Texans are obviously on paper they're a very good side, and hopefully JJ Watt can play some football this year because he hasn't managed to get any in in the last two. Yep. Well, what um, was his issue? Uh, knee one year, and I think it was his was it his shoulder or his elbow or it wasn't a knee t- two years in a row. No, no, but it was like an elbow. I'm not. 100%. He's always got the strap. Bi- it wasn't the elbow bicep it, or something like that. Yeah. So look. Last year was the knee, but they've obviously got Deshaun Watson, who did a knee last year as well, and he was a first-round draft pick yep. at quarterback. And played and looked yeah. amazing. They've still got Clowney, who's very, very good. Jadavian. Yeah. Um, to me, they're, they're a brilliant side. They're a brilliant side to watch play too. They just need, But there are enough question marks. Yeah, but they need something to go their way. The Jags... Can they back up what they did last year? They were phenomenal last year. Well, can you score against Jacksonville? That that becomes the question. They've probably yep. potentially got the greatest defense assembled yep. in NFL history. Yep. So the Jacksonville, and that's what surprised me so much that when they had that lead against the Pats, yep, how they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Temperament. Jacksonville well, strike me as a weird team. It's a team that I feel like they have to. You know what they are. This is once again American sport layperson. A little bit like OKC in that they have to strike while the iron's hot. They have yep. to make hay while the sun shines because they are a fucking nowhere market. Yeah. They're a small, yeah, they're a minnow in a, that, in a they, big state they that is very football centric. Jacksonville, where careers go to die. But they, if they, they can, if they can, so to, so to speak, they can jag one. <laughs> Ooh, like what he just oh, did. Like that. that. If they can jag one, like you know, OKC didn't. Yep. And then the team breaks up. Yep. Yeah, spot it's, on. And then it's over. Yeah, nah, gonna, yeah. I mean, obviously, the difference in NBA is you've only got five on the court, so you have three stars. You're almost good enough to be able to get yep. there with a half decent supporting yep. cast. Or well, even now, OKC is still decent, given yeah. that everyone else is pretty much yep. Yep. left. So, but but you got 53 players on an NFL roster. You got 11 on the 
park at any one point in time. Yep. You know, if you've got a few guys that don't quite pull their weight or aren't quite up to standard, you get exposed. Yep. And, um, and so many of these sports end up being about isolation. Yep. You get a better you get a ma- better matchup one-on-one, one fella against another, you target him, he wins more contests than he loses, yep. you play through him. Yep. And it's pretty basic. Uh, the other t- side is the Titans. Uh, Marcus Mariota-led Titans. I think they're, yep. they're an emerging team. So. Yeah, they're a middle-band team. They'll win a lot of games. It's They'll they'll go close to getting out of the, the division. It yep. it's so probably becomes think, them in Houston. Yeah, I think the AFC South could breed, provided they don't pitch too many games off each other, they can breed a wild-card team. Yeah, yep. so, so um, you, you might get three out of it. They could be. And there's times where you do get those, you know, three teams coming out of out of one division where you've got two wild cards and, and obviously the division winner. So AFC AFC West, the Broncos, the Chiefs, the LA Chargers, I think they're called now. They are. And Imagine that. Imagine, seriously, and the this Raiders. has to end. Imagine you and I wake up tomorrow and we're just like, I'm in like a line around, wake up, get the phone out, open up Twitter. Uh, the Carlton Blues are no longer the Carlton Blues. They've been relocated. We're now the Northern Territory Blues. Fitzroy Lions. Like, fucking, yeah, but that didn't just happen like that. You didn't just wake up and the team's gone. Oh, yeah, it's up. Well, they're owned by individuals, so. Um, to quote the great uh, Ferris Bueller. Oh, no, it wasn't Ferris Bueller. It was Cameron Fry. His mate. Mm. Assholes. That's who fucking owns the team. Cameron's dad owned the Ferrari. Yep. Cameron was also the art, the, the wanker Spin in the... City? No, no, in Speed. Speed. He was on the bus in Speed. Was he in Spin City? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't... Hmm. You can look that up while we're talking, NFL. Yeah, I will. Um, so, Tim, Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers and Raiders. Um... I thought the Raiders were building to something. Um, they've obviously got... <laughs> thought incorrectly. Um, I, I would they've say... Got, that, they've got Gruden in on the world's biggest contract for a what coach. What, the coach? Yeah. He's on $100 million for... I'm not sure how many seasons. Alan but, Ruck was in Smith City. Um, there you go. I, they've I, just I, offloaded Khalil Mack. Yeah, I know. I did see that. Went to Chicago. Went to the Bears. It, that's Chicago. That's weird. Charges. I reckon the charges. So, oh, yeah. He's, to me, this, this is a toss-up of a division. This is one... You've you got divisions where there's Here's, one good um, team and three bad ones. This has kind of got three mediocre... Pretty ordinary teams. ones, yeah. Is Philip Rivers still their quarterback? Yes, unfortunately. Fuck, fuck, I know more than I think about this. Um, well, that's right. Well, AFC, but in, in, in the NFL, some things change a lot. And some, some other things, things just don't. And uh, I think you're right. The Philip Riverses of the world. Like the Cleveland Browns are always shit. Correct. Correct. Detroit Lions are always shit. Um, Pats are always good. AFC North. So the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, the Green Bay Packers, and the Minnesota Vikings. Very good division. Yeah. The Vikings. To, to, to place a contrast to what you just said, Sean, I think the Lions aren't that bad. Um, obviously... Had a bad year last year, sacked their coach. Um, That's have, never good, is it? Have now got in, um, I was about to say, Rui Patricio. They don't have the keeper from uh, They're thinking outside Portugal. the box. <laughs> they haven't got the uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers keepers. Um, they're they've thinking got, real um, left of centre. They brought in Rui Patricio <laughs> to be the um, head coach. They've got uh, the defensive coordinator from the New England Patriots. 
whose name was. It's off, it's, it's eluding me. It's, all, it's probably still the same name that he had before. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. I'll think a bit later on. It's yeah. like, Who are you talking about? It's, it's, it's like Rui Patricio. Who are you talking um, about? What team? At the Detroit Lions. We've got a new head coach. Detroit Lions head coach. Um, so, look, this is out of Green Bay and Minnesota. Minnesota obviously got out of the division last year, but Aaron Rodgers' injury was probably what allowed that to happen. So yep. I've, I've got Green Bay coming out of this yep. fairly easily, should Aaron Rodgers be be fit and healthy. Uh, uh, up against Minnesota? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like no, yeah, no, I've I, heard I, from several independent he is the best, sources. He's the best player in the league. I've heard from several independent sources that. that the Green Bay Packers are chronically overrated. Well, we'll see where that... Well, they've got the best quarterback in the league and uh, we'll see where it takes it. Signed a huge contract. Was it this week or last week? Uh, it was last week, and it was what 180 or 138 million over four years, yeah. and 80 million was guaranteed in the first huge, 15 months. Huge money. So NFC East: the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles, and the Redskins. This is the this is the division you want to. This is the TV division. This someone of this division yeah. is always on in prime time. So um, I I can't. Bet against my Eagles getting through, oh, and and you've got to you've got to take them. the yeah. The way that they've recruited and um, set their team up over the last two years means that they're going to be a seriously competitive team for three to four years. Yeah. So um, I look, and and you know better than anybody, they've got a guy Nick Foles who's taken them to a Super Bowl after Carson Wentz has been injured. Carson Wentz is coming off the ACL now. Who do you play? Uh, which is a really tough decision. I, I, I still think at some point Foles will probably get traded, and I think he should. Yep. Um, but he'll always be loved wanna, at Philadelphia. I just want to see if Carson comes back. Oh, he's the insurance policy, the quintessential insurance policy. I'm not writing off Dallas. Who starts? Especially from a... Oh, Nick Foles starts. Nick Foles no, starts. He's, and he's had no, a no horrible, Des Bryant. He's had a horrible preseason. Yeah, no Des Bryant, which is weird. Well, they haven't really replaced him, but allowed him to walk. Um but I think Ezekiel Elliott for an entire season with Dak Prescott is dangerous. Yep. Jason Witten's still there. Yeah, he'll be he there re- forever. He's like Philip Rivers. Yeah. He's, he's so good, though. Yeah. He's, he, he's arguably the best tight end ever. Uh, I, think he's well, I think he's overtaken Tony Gonzalez in statistics. Well, is he better than Antonio Gates, who I'd has say. come back on a new contract yeah. after um, yeah. Hunter Henry got injured? Yeah. So, Six and one, half a dozen of the yeah. other, but a phenomenal. Tied in, so um, everything old is new again. Not going to write them off. Um, NFC South: Falcons, Carolina, the Saints, and the Bucks. I'm a big fan of the Panthers, um, but I think the Falcons, having made a Super Bowl within the last couple of years, yeah. is still relevant. Matty Ryan's still relevant. Julio Jones is still relevant. They've still got two really good. He's the best backs. wide receiver in the game. Julio Jones. He's freakish on what he can do. What about Antonio Brown? I've, I've got him better than Antonio Brown. What about Antonio Odell Brown's, Beckham uh, Jr.? Antonio Brown is in a better system. System. I'm inclined um, to agree. Not, not to say that um, Julio Jones is playing, you know, with with nobody. You know, Matt Ryan is, you know, not only is he the, the Brighton goalkeeper, <laughs> is um is he the Brighton goalkeeper? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, Brighton Hove Elbin. Um, yeah. is a very good quarterback in the yeah. NFL. But there's also the Saints. And Drew Brees, yeah. this is a very good division. It, it could come out of nowhere. Cam Newton can, can lead this team out. Which is what I'm thinking. I think he's going to have a good season. He's, he's not been at his best in the last two or three years. I think he's ready to have a, a, a big season. Yeah. 
Um, Christian McCaffrey <laughs> came in, was looked yeah. like he had something, but he yeah. needs to put it together and be more consistent. Yeah. And I reckon the two of them, you know, really dynamic offense Biggest could do something good. They made, I reckon, is when they let the Josh Norman go. I reckon he was the best uh, safety in the league. Quarterback safety, yeah. Defensive the back. And they let him go. And he's been half the player yep. in a new system that he yep. was when he was at Caroline. But we digress. Cam Newton handled that Super Bowl so, loss as well as Tex Walker handled the grand final loss. A little bit, yeah. Um, uh, two of the last three Super Bowl um, runners-up are in this division and the Saints are always there or thereabouts. So, yep. toss of a coin. I can't pick one. It could honest. be one of those other ones yeah. where you get a couple of them yeah. through the wild no cards. Chance. The Bucks have got no chance. Yeah, correct. Uh, and then the NFC West, the Cardinals, the Rams, your mob the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Well, the Niners, I thought, were actually going to put together a pretty good season. And then the final practice in... So their last practice before the season starts, the guy they just made a top five paid running back in the competition, Jarek McKinnon, um, does a non-contact ACL. Not a navicular but an ACL. How's his adductor? <laughs> All pretty good, but that's not going to help you when you don't have an ACL. So no. just the most horrendous outcome you could possibly get for the team. I think you're building something there, though. It oh, may doubt. not be this season. You've, you've signed a very good young quarterback. Correct. Your, your number one draft pick's an offensive tackle who's going to play on the right, while yeah. Joe Staley is probably a top five uh, left tackle at the moment, is still doing the job. So then you have a uh, you pay a really good running back with um, that's uh, that's got some real dynamism about himself and could have really complimented. Is that a word? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, dynamism. Yeah, it's yeah. not how we pronounced it, but anyway, possibly. <laughs> Don't rewind that. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, to be able to have something where you could complement a passing game with a running game would have been really good. Yep. Now they're sort of probably going to Plan B. So yep. um, absolutely. So I'm disappointed because I would have liked to have seen the Niners have a crack. Yeah. I think it's more important to get a bit of cohesion and, st- and continue to build this side. Getting Jimmy Garoppolo was huge. Oh, massive. People, if you want to know how big Jimmy Garoppolo is, just see how pissed off Bill Belichick is about losing Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct. And having to retain... Would We spoke to Alex about this. Having would, to retain Tom Brady. Would Belichick have killed Bambi? Did he want to? Yeah, he wanted to. Oh, he, absolutely he, he wanted he, to. He could have, but I think in the end, what there would Robert been a Kraft, the owner, probably wouldn't let him. He vetoed, so. he vetoed it, yeah, effectively. I yeah. think we spoke about this with Alex. I think there's a, certain players in, in many different sports get to the point where they've done so much that they call the shots. But but we've always said, if, and you, if you want to be them. ruthless at Carlton in the uh, early 2000s... Do you retire Chris Judd? Well, we could have, tri- well, we could have traded Lance Whitnell. If, if you looked at Lance different, Whitnell... No, nah, nah, come on, man. That's so fucking different. We, 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 us, well, no, it's not. It no, was, no, it Brady, was a father-son. No, no, Brady, no, no, okay. Cutting yeah. Brady would be like saying to Coonahan, yeah, you know, yeah. you're done, mate. Is it any different to what Sauce. Haw- Hawthorne did to Luke, Luke Hodge, okay, you tap, Sam Mitchell? Okay, would you tap Stephen Silvani on the shoulder and say, we're cutting you, you're done, mate? Or has he done enough to earn the right to call it himself? If we had Alex Rance... In, in the wings. That, that, that's the point. That's the point. It's not if uh, we certain need a, a list spot or we don't want to pay you the cash. Certain certain players have earned the right. Yeah. Look, I, I do agree. I, yeah, I do I agree. I disagree, and, but yeah. if, you want, if you want the good times to continue to roll... Yeah. I think Look, the, the last couple of years, Carlton has probably... With guys that we thought, yeah, we'd happily play you, like, like a Zach Tui, you sit there and go, we'd happily play you and you could do another five years here. However, we think that we can get more out of you mm-hmm. from somewhere else, so we'll offer you a shitty contract 
you'll turn around and say, I'm going to go somewhere else or, you know, we're only going to offer a guy one or two years when yep. others are offering three or four. Um, in the end, the market values you more than where we do at the moment and you can lever a guy out. Yep. But I think you're you right. You don't do that to Tom Brady. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. Tom Brady's are just a different animal altogether. Absolutely. So, so And he's still probably what? Would he be in the top three still? Quarterbacks? In the league? Certainly top Absolutely. five. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, who gets out of this division... Timbo, Rams. I think it's between the Rams and the Cardinals. The Cardinals are weird. I think if they click, they've got weapons. Well, David Johnson dislocated his wrist in the first quarter of the season last year, so any chance they ever had of doing anything was really down. They, and they are, they, they are, and, and they tooled themselves up, you know, two and three years ago to be really, really good. That was um, my tip for the Super Bowl about two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah, and it just hasn't quite worked. But they've still got talent there. They've still got Carson Palmer slinging it. Uh, do they? Buff Bagwell style, or? don't they? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think they do. I thought he retired. Well, it'd be good if he has. Um, and they've obviously got Larry Fitzgerald still there. Tell me, he's not there either. No, he's definitely still there. So, um, but I just think that the talent that the Rams have got, Jared Goff, got rolling last year. Yep. Um, Todd Gurley's a freak. Um, I just think they've got the weapons in LA. They've got no fans, but they've got the weapons. <laughs> Um, that's weird seeing a team move to Los Angeles and play in front of an empty stadium. Yep. When their fan base in San Diego was so big, and um, that's a bit weird. But yeah, I think LA get out of get out of that as well. Well, the other one, Seattle. I mean, I, I'm I'm not a what's his name? I want to call him Pete Rose. What's his name? He was uh, Pete my Ryan. my uh, college, well, my personal college coach, but my college team's coach. He's um. No, jeez, no. no. <laughs> I can look at him. He's... No, it's not. It's, it's uh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Yeah. Pete Rose is the baseballer that bet on baseball. Yeah. He bet and on his own team to win. Bet his own team to win, and yet they won't allow him into the, the Hall of Fame. The, he was for a time the all-time hits leader, yeah, Pete okay. Rose. He's yeah. not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, how I know that? Because he's not allowed to be. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. The human head weighs, weighs eight, eight pounds. pounds. <laughs> 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 I, I do love that movie. My neighbour has three rabbits. That's the stat that, yep. Tom, that I love Tom Cruise got. I love it. Um, so, no, look, I don't think Russell Wilson is that good to get them out of to get them out of the division. Fair enough. So Fair enough. Look, I think well, that's a pretty comprehensive breakdown of... And we can check back on that every four weeks or so yeah, and so see look, how we're going, I reckon. It's, it's, so. it's week one, and we'll, we'll keep our people updated with the, the major stories in the NFL throughout the season but it was good just to go through all 32 teams and see where they're at and only 32 wow yeah we've got 17 17 weeks to um, see how they're going yep. just remember guys as according to AFL players every game matters in the NFL every game matters it does. no it doesn't it does. we'll get to the end of the year mate there'll be dead rubbers galore okay um, moving on odds and ends now a little bit of F1 uh, Lewis Hamilton I think has all but secured the World uh, Drivers Championship Sebastian Vettel, what a errors. fucking brain fade! Too many errors Jesus from Christ! Ferrari and Seb had the quickest car on the on the grid at the quickest car all weekend. Uh, Lewis starting from third, Kimi first, uh, Seb second. Lewis was always going to be given full beans. He was always going to be given quality mode for probably the first three or five laps yep. because Merck know knew we need to split the Ferraris. Yeah, because if Seb gets in front of Kimi, Kimi will just be rear gunner. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we're going to be seeding points for Seb if he stays ahead of us. So they always knew Lewis is going to start like a house on fire. He's going to have the the famed Mercedes party mode. Uh, he was able to jump uh, Seb on the first lap at halfway around. 
massive brain fade. Just let him go, buddy. Tuck up behind him, follow him through Parabolica. If you don't get him there, you'll get him at the end of the straight. He didn't. They touched. He spun, went to the back of the field, and was a salvage mission ever since. Uh, Kimmy wasn't able to hold Lewis off. He was passed. Did okay to finish where he finished. but the, Yeah, the, but the, the damage, was, his damage was yeah. done. Um, Kimmy held Lewis off until probably the last quarter of the race and just further proved what I've been saying for months. He's done in a top seat. The new He's done. The, the new boss doesn't seem to... I think everyone, the old boss, has, uh, the everyone old, has moved on to Charles Leclerc. No, the old boss had moved on to Charles Leclerc. And, and a, uh, Sergio Marchione. Unfortunately, Sergio died. Um, and it looks like Kimi might stick around, which would be just disastrous. He's at a top team. He is done. He's done. Um, the How Tom many Brady ra- thing, you win a world championship for a he team. He won one world championship 11 years ago. At some point, okay. Kimi Raikkonen one world championship more than Kimi Raikkonen. The other drivers yep, in the field. Kimi Raikkonen's performance on Sunday night is just as he's just as culpable in the result as Vettel is if Hamilton wins the title because he has not been able to run interference well enough. Yep. All season. Yep. And if that's what Ferrari want, that's what they've got to go get. And Kimi has failed again and again and again. All he had to do was stay ahead of him. He had the faster car. He had the best package. The Ferrari was the best car on that track all weekend. He couldn't do it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, unfortunately for Dan, he obviously started 15th. Um, having uh, had his... Dan checked out. No, but he had his issue with the, the clutch, apparently, which um, which ended his race. So that was disappointing. But they go now to Singapore, which is a really good track for the Red Bulls. They are a chance at Singapore. Uh, not as speed heavy, not as power heavy. So they're a... A dead set chance to... Night race? Night race. Singapore is, I think, I reckon it's fast becoming. It'll never reach Monaco status, but in terms of the relatively new tracks on the on the circuit, it is fast becoming one of the showpiece events on the F1 calendar. Abu Dhabi to end the, end the season, just in terms of opulence, is ridiculous. Um, you know, if you want to be wowed by how much money they've got, just watch Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Um, but but Singapore is a terrific race. Great spectacle. Looks unbelievable under lights. Uh, usually lots of drama. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Lots of, of Johnny. Johnny Walker. Johnny Drama. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. <laughs> um, that ad he was in was great. Johnny Drama. He was in the Johnny Walker ad. Do you remember that? No, I know. I won't refer to it because you don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, but, yeah. So, look, Lewis at the moment, um, one and a half hands. On the title, I reckon. Absolutely. Seb's a, a long way back. He needs a Lewis Do you know DNF. What he, needs? he needs a couple of DNFs. He needs he needs two DNFs mm. for, for Lewis and two wins for him. Yeah. But so that was disappointing. Lewis just doesn't seem to get his shit luck ends up in him finishing second. Well, his shit luck doesn't end up punishing him because you look at even like Germany. I think it was Germany when people were just pulling over for him as he cut through the field. Yeah. Because they just went, don't worry, he's not racing his league. He's like he had the police lights on. So he, he started last, but in the blink of an eye, he's sixth. Yeah. And then he's got the car to attack from there. So, yeah. uh, like I said, moves to Singapore. That's a great race and a really good race for our time slot. If you like F1 in Australia, it's on at about 7, 8 o'clock at night. So uh, that's really ideal. We'll move on to tennis now. I'm going to be Johnny Raincloud. John Millman beat Roger Federer. And let's be honest, Roger Federer is 137 years old. Yeah. But... <laughs> beats Roger Federer and everyone goes it is it's an unbelievable effort for John Millman it's a yeah. wonderful moment in his career it's the defining moment of his career fantastic celebrate it love it enjoy it the I enjoy it the conditions got Roger yeah I enjoy it for five minutes and then I go well, that's all fucking good and well you beat Roger Federer that's a shock that's going to be on the back page of the paper but we're denied Joker Roger 
mm. in the yeah. quarterfinal. Yep. I think Joker would have dismantled Roger. Well, he might have. Roger was what's he gonna do physi- to, what's, physically equipped. Mate, what's he going to do to John Millman? John Millman, yeah. Can I just say one thing, though, just to, just to put a bit of stats and sanity in the discussion? Millman had played Federer once before at the Brisbane International in 2015. Prestigious tournament. And he led him 3-1 in the final set. So he'd taken a set off him. He was up a break in the third set. Now, you, you know the way this is going to end. Um, what, what, Federer what? breaks back. He ends up winning in three. But obviously, we said it before, there are some footy sides that tend to match up well against others. Not to say that John Millman is going to have a career advantage over Roger Federer at all, but he's performed exceptionally well in the only time he's come up against him. John Millman plays that match where he's got absolutely nothing to lose. Yep. Lost the first set. Like, And this is the thing. Like, oh, Even he, in he, the last, Roger had... An open court smash. We hit two double faults in a row yeah, no. in the tiebreaker. I mean, that's oh, sacrilege. You're not going to be able to do it now, but do do some research. Give me the statistics on humidity at both that Brisbane game and last night's game. Because I know last night's, even though it was one in the morning. Yep. Very steamy that time of year in New York. Roger was physically cooked. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. The other stat that underpinned it, they said in Grand Slam play... Roger Federer against players that were ranked outside of the top 50 had won 40 from 40 matches. He had never, ever dropped a match against somebody mm. outside of the top 50. So, yes, you might have had great conditions that, that favoured Millman. Yes, he might have been a bit cooked. But at the end of the day, John Millman has been able to do something that 40 other blokes haven't been able to do, and you've got to give him his kudos for that. When Roger wins the first set, so out of the last six Grand Slams, Matches where Rogers won the first set. Yep, he's two and three, wow. so two wins, three losses. The previous seventy-two, he was seventy and two. Good stat. Went up. Like it. Went up. And then, of once. course, uh, Rafa survived a, a bit of a scare today. Dominic Team yep. survived in five. Uh, Rafa, I got a, I got a hot take for you, Fab. We haven't done a hot take in about eighteen weeks. Okay, that was going to be one of our lead segments. We never spoke about it again. <laughs> I think it was because Alex is too nice. Yeah. So he didn't want to have a hot take. Yeah. Rafa has won 17 Grand Slams. Yep. 11 of them are yep. on clay. Yep. Rafa Nadal is magnificent. He's a magnificent player. One of player. the all-timers, yep. But if you think about it, is, he won 11, is it 11 of the last 12 or 13 French Opens? I think it's 11 of 13 because I think he missed one. Sodling won one and yep. he missed the other. Yep. So you go, that's that's an absurd record. It will never be equaled on any surface ever again. But six in 15 years on the other threes. You know, you're sitting there going... I'll, I'll put this to you. But, but against an era where you were playing against Federer and Murray and Djokovic and to a lesser extent Stan Wawrinka as well. For the same argument, I'm the biggest Roger fan. Same argument we say to Roger. If Roger doesn't run into Rafa, he probably takes two or three more Frenches. Mate, if, no, fucking kidding me. He wins six. Right, if it's not for Rafa. But in the yeah. same way you say that, Rafa's also contending on hard courts against Joker and Roger. Yeah, yep. and there's just something about where I look at that, and for me, that's a thing. Roger's won more slams, obviously, but at the same time, you're like, you got eleven of them on the fucking poor relation, mm. and you're like, Roger's got a better spread. Oh, look, no doubt, no doubt. Oh, look, the, the team, the rather the the tennis player who can win. Each Grand Slam, not in one year, obviously, because that's almost yep. impossible now. But to have to have racked up all four tournaments well, is Sampras, something that's uh, very rare. Sampras didn't. Yep, Sampras didn't manage to do one it. One of the greats. Agassi I think he ended did, up with uh, fourteen. I think. 
Yeah, Agassi did because he came back for his second wind. Yep. And and sort of there was a little bit of a, a gap in between eras and, and mm. Andre was able to win a few. No, I mean, that's yeah. not... That's he came back, he was experienced. The field wasn't as good. No, nah, Evgeny Kafelnikov yeah. to contend with and uh, Thomas Johansson. Fucking Thomas yeah, Johansson. And that's Peter the, big, the big Dutch bloke. Peter Quarter wasn't the big Dutch no, bloke, but no, he, no, fucking, no, no, he won a it major. It was uh, Richard Kryacek. Richard Kryacek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, and, and, How's Edgar De Bruyne going? Kevin's mum. <laughs> Don't back over it. Come on. Oh, it was funny on. the first time. Mate, oh. <laughs> But no, we. Um, it just shows you that there are eras in all sports, you know, whether it be team success at AFL level, international soccer level, NFL, whatever it happens to be. When when you've you have these great eras, and we're going to look back in fifty years' time and talk about the the tennis of the the early two thousands into the teens, and just say it was ridiculous, wow, wow. just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, some of the records they had just remarkable. Yeah. Um, one of the other things I think we we're going to talk about, I wanted to. Bring up uh, Brandon Stark, who is... Who? Correct. Who the fuck is that? The brother of Mitchell Stark. Is who... he genuinely the brother of Mitchell Stark? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spelt the same way and all. Well, I'd imagine so. <laughs> um, spelt differently to Tony Stark. Yeah. Correct. Stark with a K. Okay. As opposed to Stark with a C. Brandon Stark uh, won the high jump at the Commonwealth Games earlier this year up on the Gold Coast. Yep. Um, a week ago, he equaled the Australian record set by... Tim Forsyth in 1997, jumping two Tim metres 36. Tim Forsyth. See the, the redhead bloke with the curly hair? Yeah, from the pride of, um, oh, Thorpedale. Thorpey Spuds. The Spuds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, and, and then he went on, he won the um, the IAAF Golden League final. Is that different to the Diamond League? What did I say, the Golden League? Oh, there's a mention of the Diamond League. There is the Diamond League. There you go, it's oh, even better. My, my apologies. But yeah, so, which is one of their, their biggest events on the athletic season. So uh, he's, um, he's, I think he's 236 that he jumped the other day was the third highest mark of the season. So this guy's in pretty rarefied air as far as... What's the world um, record? Pardon, pardon. The world record's 245. And what did he, he drop, jump, sorry? Javier Sotomayor. Yeah, he jumped 236, so he's nine centimetres away. But the fact that you know who holds the world record. Didn't realise we had Bruce McAvaney in the studio. Well, Javier Sotomayor is one of the um, the greatest athletes of all time. What about Hicham El Garouge? Yeah. The, who was the Bulgarian bloke in the 92 Olympics, the famous one? Hristo Stoichkov. The Bulgarian bloke Bulgarian? doing what? <laughs> no, no, come and get, Throw me a bone here. Come on. Give, give me a look in. Shot put. They love Sergei that Sergei something. Sergei Bubka. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was Russian, although oh. he was actually from Ukraine. Pretty fucking close, Tim. He was the first man to break six metres in the pole vault. See, you know the stats, and I didn't give you that much, and you made me sound like I was a complete fool. And then every single year, he'd break the world record by one centimetre. And what a tease. M- m- most people thought that he could always jump about 6.15 you know, eight years just, earlier, but he was—he he, was just getting every last dollar out of uh, out of his career. And why wouldn't you when you're born in the Ukraine? That's true. Well, wow. <laughs> he's just taking out an entire country. Jesus. <laughs> G'day to the Buckies. Hey, uh, hello to the uh, people listening from the Ukraine. Oh, my We're the Lithuanians, so shout uh, out to Ukraine. Shout uh, out to apologies to the Buck. Ukraine. Uh, what are they from the Ukraine? They are from the Ukraine. Are they really? What yeah. was the, what's their so bucks? Obviously shortened. No, it's B U C. Butts. It'd be short for something. Butts. Is that how you pronounce it? It's Ukrainian. You sh- are you certain of that? Sure, it's not butts. Shout out to Bucky. Andrei Shevchenko is Ukrainian, isn't he? Phenomenal footballer. Went yeah. to the Premier League and looked like an absolute spud. Phenomenal. Doesn't footballer. suit everybody. Does that yeah. just about wrap us up? Yeah, it wraps us up, man. 
That's it. I didn't introduce us at the start, so... Uh, That's all right. It's all right. I'll say Buenos Aires, Arrivederci, anything else you want. My fun call. Anything you want me to anything say? Anything I want about just goodbye. Ciao. So for Fabian Guadagnolo, he just said ciao. He doesn't need to say it again. Tim Davis. Always a pleasure. And me, Sean Peter. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Did it.